Hey, hey, kids, you're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons podcast. I'm so sophisticated to get a verse of me, you gotta be initiated. To get a person me, she gotta be sophisticated. Purchase a whip for me and never miss a single payment. I'm gonna be the hottest, but that that's right. It's the Simpsons podcast that discusses the beloved animated sitcom, The Simpsons. But we don't start from the beginning, from seasons one, episode one, like every podcast would. No, that makes too much sense. We decided to forego those first 10 seasons, the golden age, and just focus solely on 11 and beyond and at random. But there's a caveat to that too. If the season is new and currently airing, we're going to review those instead. And that's currently what we're doing on season 33. And why I keep saying wheeze because I'm only uh, one annoyed grunt boy, Craig. I have another annoyed grunt boy. It's Steve. Sounds like I I own you. I have you, Steve. Oh no. Uh, Steve, how are we doing this week? We're good. We, uh, we saw each other. Yeah, we saw each other. We hung out and uh, we finally did what we promised to on the podcast that everyone wanted to. And that was, uh, we saw Batman comma the, that's right. In the dark dingy theater mm-hmm. where I ate uh stale old burnt popcorn. Sure. Drink some good beer. It's true. And, uh, try to hold our urine in for three hours. Yep. And I had a, some okay red vines. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We so finally saw the Batman. Um, you know, we should uh, just crack open the beer and discuss. Yeah. And so to do that, it's time for our favorite segment, the Simpsons Beer Corner. All righty, Craig, what have you got for us this week? All right, so this episode features a lot of uh, products like shoes, right? Mm-hmm. So who do you know that's really famous that loves to wear shoes? Wow. Um, Tom Cruise. So close, Steve. Mm-hmm. I'm actually talking about Wayne Newton. Of course, yeah. You know, famous for wearing shoes. Uh-huh. So this week I'm reviewing yet again Sasquatch Brewing, <laughs> where they have a Dunkelschoon dark German lager. It's <laughs> funny. With notes of toffee c- caramel toast. Because, uh, of course, Wayne Newton's famous for singing Dunkerson. Yep, and, and that famous even... song, What Shoes Pussycat. <laughs> and the can is kind of fun because it has a picture of Wayne uh, Newton. I keep on saying Wayne Knight. <laughs> um, you know it's him, even though he's wearing a face mask over his face, so they don't have to uh, sue them for using right. his likeness. So we're going for a nice uh, German dark lager with uh, hints of toffee coast, caramel and toast. Yum. Caramel toast, not it's only a 5.8% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's that's pretty smooth. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you like dark German lager, this is the way to go. Um, it's not too heavy, so you could definitely crush a couple of these. Great, I loved it. Nice. I, I feel like we've had a lot of Sasquatch lately, but they've been consistently good every time. Yeah, it's, it's definitely my uh, go-to, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Steve, what do you got for us? Uh, well, Craig, this episode's all about being cool. And what's cooler than a mocha? Because I love a mocha. A cold mocha. So I have a cold mocha from Matchless Brewing out of Tumwater, Washington. It's an imperial coffee stout. The descriptors are chocolate, coffee, and brr. It is 8.5% alcohol. The can shows uh, some red stripes and a cup of coffee with an M in the uh, latte art. Or I guess I should say mocha art. Uh, so it's a coffee stout, 8.5%. Let's give it a try. It looks like beer. Oh, yeah, that's nice. It's uh, got kind of a nice coffee bitterness up front and then finishes smooth um yeah the coffee notes really come through not overly sweet i like it it's a good one all right 
Um, I'll take two. All righty. Speaking of liking and drinking, you know, let's get into it this week, this episode. Like we always do, Steve, the number one movie in the box office, of course, was still The Batman. And That's we right. We finally saw it. We contributed. It's still number one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, we haven't really talked about a movie we've seen together in a while. So let's just, for a couple seconds here, just yeah. our positives and our, our pros and cons. How about you, Steve? Yeah. Um, I thought that Jeffrey Wright was great as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. I thought that the Penguin's performance was shocking because even though I knew it was Colin Farrell, I totally forgot. Yeah, I he thought- had fun, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought that Robert Pattinson did a fine job as uh, I almost said Spider-Man as Batman. <laughs> and I think that Zoe, uh, Zoe Kravitz is an incredibly attractive human being. <laughs> um, no, she's a good actress, too. Yeah, I thought it was a fun movie. And though it is three hours long, I think that it, it, it was paced pretty well. I didn't it didn't drag too much. I think that Batman could have walked a little bit faster. <laughs> um, it definitely got down like at least 30 minutes. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes of him just walking slowly. Um, I had seen that my biggest criticism was that the romance between uh the bat and the cat were was a little forced and felt a little hollow um but i also understand that you have to have that so yeah, yeah it's weird because i went to go to the bathroom when they first met and then the next scene they're just like they seem like they've known each other for years and i even like asked like wait do they know each other because i went to the bathroom like they just seem like so chummy chummy now yeah yeah so that was and they like had to make out because they were both into vengeance <laughs> I don't know, but I thought all in all, it was a, it was a good movie. Um, Yeah. What were your thoughts, Craig? Um, Yeah. I mean, I have lots of thoughts on Batman, of course, but we don't have that much time. Um, (laughs) I'll say that, you know, I wasn't really excited to go into this and I came out, I was pleasantly surprised. I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, I think at this point, like my negatives are Nolan did a serviceable job of doing like real world Batman Mm -hmm. and just kind of going back to that world again. I'm like, this is real world. There's no superheroes here except yeah. for real people. I'm like, I I don't I, I'm kind of done with that. I want more back. I want to go back to more of like Batman in the world of like heroes and like supernatural elements. That's a really good point because I feel like and they were I doing wonder... that with with Ben Affleck's Batman because of the Justice League. So there right. could have been yeah. cool like Ben Affleck ones with you know him maybe fighting meta humans as the villains, you know. Yeah, I wonder how we would feel about this movie if the Christopher Nolan Batmans didn't exist, if we felt yeah. like this would be groundbreaking or something. I also, Michael Giacono did the score was amazing. I think that Batman theme that even though it was loud and mm-hmm. the, 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 the whole uh, movie, it still is very iconic as much as the Tim Burton Batman theme or the uh, Danny Elfman one. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, can you think of the Hans Zimmer Batman theme from the Nolan? It doesn't really. Have, it's like the that's about it. Right. Yeah. Paul Dano's The Riddler was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, a Patterson was good. I liked how Bruce Wayne wasn't really in it because he's not Bruce Wayne. He's Batman now. So he's got to figure out who Bruce Wayne is. I see where the sequel's going. I think what they're doing is they're building. They're just like putting seeds in for a really good Batman movie. Now, the sequel is probably going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I will say that I did appreciate that when Bruce Wayne was just being Bruce Wayne, he was a weirdo yeah. rather than a playboy. I thought was, that was a nice move. And eventually we'll see him be the playboy. Yeah, you know, but again... I just want some more fun in Batman. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you're right. The, the people that were having fun and bringing the comedic elements were uh, Jeffrey Wright as Gordon and uh, Colin Farrell as Penguin. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Zoe Kravitz is a very, very attractive human being. <laughs> I mean, the whole Kravitz compound of lovers yeah. and like her stepdad is Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Her mom is still Lisa. <laughs> I was going to say Lisa Lope. <laughs> Lisa Bonet. And remember that time Lenny Kravitz pants slipped and his dong fell out? Yeah. 
We got a lot to. Uh, That's where uh, Catwoman gets her tail, apparently. <laughs> uh, look it up, guys. Lenny Kravitz dick slip. Yeah, it's in all animated gift forms. Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. It's another Batman movie where the villain takes the city hostage, and right, Batman does he solve the day? No, Alfred does, and so does the cops. The cops actually are the ones who save the day. That's true, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Steve, we did it. We we saw the Batman. Um, you know what we didn't listen to then? We should have after the movie. Yeah. It's the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. Once again, Heat Wave by Glass Animals. Steve, you look so broken when you cry. Uh, that's true. All right. Uh, we reviewed it. That's a song. That's right. We talked about it. So nobody can take it away. Yeah. Not even you, the weekend. Speaking of weekend, let's go listen to him talk. Yep. Today we're talking about Bart the Cool Kid, in which Homer promises to buy Bart a brand new pair of limited edition sneakers, but he buys some bootlegs instead. And then other stuff happens. We'll be right back. One more and then I say goodbye. Sometimes I like We're back. Today we're talking about Bart the Cool Kid, the 15th episode of the 33rd season. It originally aired on March 20th, 2022. It is episode 721 in the show's run. Your nerd code is UABFO8. It was written by Ryan Coe, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, and your showrunner is Matt Selman. Al Jean uh, on vacation this week? I think so, yeah. He took a week off. Spring break. He's deserved it, right? Oh, yeah. He's put in his time. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Ryan Coe, we've done a couple episodes. Uh, of course, uh, Marge the Lumberjill from the 31st season. Mm-hmm. Winner of our monetized content, again, from that same 31st season. I think that's it, right? I don't think we've done Dad Behavior or Singing in the Lane or Krusty the Clown. No. So, yeah, this is our third episode that we're talking about, uh, Ryan Coe. Oh, yeah. It feels like we've talked about him a lot, though, for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, He's also a writer on The Office and a writer for Cougar Town. Cougar Town, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. This is uh, our episode. Here we are. Welcome. So we've had uh, 14 episodes of this season. Right. uh, Before this. And uh, I got to say, they've all been winners. Uh Uh-oh, Steve. What's that mean? I I was just uh, setting us up for success. Oh, okay. I'm going to be nervous for a second. Let's just get in with the old episode. All right. Starts off like every Simpsons episode, you know, with a logo that says the Simpsons. Sure. And it goes to Bart leaving the Springfield Elementary, right? Yeah. Right. That's how it starts. But Steve, it starts in like the reverse of what I think the Simpsons starts off with. It's Bart arriving to school after the Simpsons logo. Madness. What will they think of next? Maybe Bart already in school? Yeah. But once again, we're not going to bring it up. But yes, there's no couch gag or chalkboard. We get it. They're done with that. Yeah. Stupid Simpsons fanboys. Like us. Yeah. Are we the only ones who are complaining about it? Probably. Yeah. That sounds about right. There's probably one Simpsons fan who's like a a chalkboard manufacturer who's upset by it. Kids these days don't even know what the... Those gags existed, right? I know. They, they'll, they'll see it and like, oh, this is an old episode. Gross. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's how it is like kids these days. Do you, do you think they think that like the, the old episodes are stinky? Are, yeah, they're crap. Like, you know how our generation, when like we grew up with the Star Wars trilogy, you know, the A New Hope, Empire, and Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. And then when, of course, the prequels came out, like we didn't like them. I'm just saying right. in general, our generation. But then there was kids that were our age when the original came out that watched the prequels. And now the prequels to them are their Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. 
so in that sense what if kids that grew up watching like starting with like seasons like 20 of the simpsons <laughs> <laughs> like this is their simpsons yeah because i think about back when syndicated tv was a thing and not necessarily the simpsons but if a sitcom re-ran newer episodes of a sitcom that i wasn't maybe f- completely familiar with i was more excited because it's like oh it's a new content it's a new rerun i felt like like cheers right but i always preferred the diane episodes even as a kid mm-hmm. and i liked coach and i liked woody so i always thought when i when like reruns of like cheers came on and so it's like oh that's rebecca years yeah especially now now i can say see everybody diane was way better <laughs> than whoever plays uh, rebecca whoever it is yeah. yeah we won't name her no um but yeah that'd be interesting um if you're a 10 year old boy uh please contact steve <laughs> Tell me about your TV viewing habits. and <laughs> Also, hey, why don't you tell me your favorite snacks? Jesus. I was setting up to be a nice guy, but you had to go there. What? Who doesn't love a snack? Uh, anyways, uh, Bart, he arrives to the Springfield Elementary School. Apparently, he's the last one there. Truant, they'll call him. Truant. <laughs> uh, but all of a sudden, all these kids are drooling over a student's new shoes. Even Super Nintendo Chalmers is there. Who's that Hepcat, Steve, with the fresh kicks? I don't know. This pair of slip preems. Why, it's the one and only uh, bedwetter himself, son of chief of police, greatest child actor in Springfield. True. Ralph motherfucking Wiggum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's even saying he's wearing his first tie shoes. (laughs) But then when I heard him say that, I thought of like his shoes are made of pot tie. (laughs) Not that they're made in Thailand, but they're literally made of pad tie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was just really hungry. I was watching this. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know why I would want pad thai. That's like, I don't really eat pad thai. Yeah. It's more, pretty basic. Um, more of a drunken noodle, Pocky Mao. Yeah. Pad Siu. I think, I think pad Siu would be the best noodle to make a shoe. Yeah. It's the bigger, it, thicker one. Exactly. Yeah. Provide more coverage. Probably feel kind of comfortable. Yeah. Maybe a little too slimy though. Yeah. But I feel like it's got to be better than pad thai because you're walking on peanuts oh, yeah. and limes. And if you have any open like, oh, no. cuts on your feet, that would really hurt. And the, the bean sprouts wouldn't be doing much. They get between your toes. Yeah. I don't you. feel like pad thai would make a good shoe. It's yeah. a controversial statement, I realized, but <laughs> here we are. And, you know, you got all the peanuts there, so all the, like, squirrels will come trying to eat your feet. It's true. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, oh, Ralph is saying uh, that he received this uh, those shoes in place of uh, his, his cat. Because, uh, Chief Wiggum took the cat to the vet. So I'm just assuming that they put the, his cat down, right? Right. But then the vet also made the shoes out of the cat, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's how it works. No, we learn how these shoes are made. Steve, later on in the episode, spoilers. Yeah. Anyways, Bart doesn't really care about uh, the footwear until uh, Millhouse gives him a little backstory. So Ralph got weird sneakers. Who cares? Uh, no one. Except everyone. Those aren't just sneakers. They're Supremes. That's Orion Hughes' skatewear company. He's huge on TikTok. Gotta say, today was crazy. You all know my dad, international superstar Darius Hughes. Well, I just laid down the hook for his new movie. Duplicate Cop 2, Copy Cop. <laughs> one cop that you just can't stop because he's two cops. One cop and a copy of a cop. Two badges, one mind. And my skatewear brand, Supreme, is about to drop a new shoe. The sequel to The Caliphate 1, The Caliphate 2. Limited release available only this Friday. <laughs> and Saturday, we explode the pop-up factory that makes them. Go, 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 Ryan. Go, go. 
So uh, Supremes are obviously a spoof of the hip-hop skate company Supreme, which was founded in uh, New York in 1994. Uh, you've probably seen that around, you know, Craig, that just that iconic, the red Supreme, usually on, on a white background. Yes, I have. Good, good. <laughs> I always thought it was, you know, when I first saw it, I thought it said Super Me. <laughs> a little dyslexia there with the Supreme. Yeah. Now I want to come up with Super Me. It's a it's a, a daily affirmation footwear. That's very positive. Yeah. <laughs> so Orion Hughes, the TikTok star, and his father, the movie star Darius, are both played by a musician The Weeknd. So yeah. You know when there's a, a guest star, they usually just do like one voice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He gets to play two. Yeah. You think of other actors that got to do that besides obviously the main cast and voice actors, but like the the did Lovitz ever do it on the same episode? Uh, uh, John Lovitz, I could see him doing. Yeah. Yeah, because he played the um he played Llewellyn Sinclair and oh right right the the principal of the Anran School for Tots his his sister yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark Hamill, he played himself and then he played the bodyguard instructor. Oh, yeah. And married to the mob. Mm-hmm. Albert Brooks always just plays one character. Like he's never done multiple voices in one yeah, episode. I, right? I can't think of any. But you said John Lovett. So I always feel like that's because in the beginning, he was kind of like a lower reserved voice yeah, actor, like, like more than no, less than Phil Hartman, obviously. But like right. reserved maybe for only a couple episodes a year. And he comes back every once in a while. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What uh, what just happened? Uh, so, yeah, um, they all got fancy sneakers and uh, Bart doesn't care. But Milhouse lets him know that he should care because those uh, Supreme Caliphates are all the all the rage. Cool. And then we go to the Simpsons kitchen where Homer is dancing and chanting, go, 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 popcorn, as he watches a microwave bag of corn pop. And I've been adamant about this before, but there are better ways to make popcorn. Just make it on your stove, thin layer of oil, three kernels in, put it on six, let them pop, cover it, put more popcorn in, cover it, just shake it. It's much easier and you get better popcorn. I saw a video on the internet and it uh-huh. really upset me that it was like, it almost looked like it was, I want to say maybe like two or three full cups of oil, like, like, no, like oil that you're like deep frying, like chicken, like, right. This person is threw in a, a bunch of the kernels. I'm like, whoa, that's Ooh. scary. Yeah. At best, you're going to get nasty, greasy popcorn. At worst, yeah. you're going to kill yourself. Right. That's frightening. Anything for TikTok, right? Yeah. For the most part, any food trend you see on TikTok, don't do. It's not <laughs> worth it. Yeah, I saw. Well, I, it's not TikTok, but I was watching it through like Reddit showing. I'll, I'll, I'll follow like a subreddit called Stupid Food. Mm-hmm. But there was one where it was maybe it wasn't. But anyways, it doesn't matter. I saw one that pissed me off is they took a steak, put it in between a waffle iron, right? Uh-huh. To, to sear it. And then when they're done, it also looked like they were searing it for like five minutes, which yeah. probably too long. But maybe those waffle irons don't get that hot. They don't get to like 350. But anyways, this is the part that pissed me off the most. They took the steak right off of the waffle when it was done cooking and the person just cut it open, cut it open right away. You Ugh. never do that. You let your no. meat rest. Yeah. But you again, they were meat rest. Rest your meat on the counter. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll pitch a tent over my meat. Sure. A foil, of course. Of course. And then I always, when I'm done, I make sure to jam it with the thermometer. <laughs> sure. Because... Do you like to put a little, maybe a little pad of butter on top of your meat just to let yeah, it melt? Some, yeah. Sometimes if I'm feeling a little fancy, I'll put a little uh, blue cheese on my meat. Get that little melty while it rests on the counter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now be careful. Don't let your kids see your meat on the counter. No. They might try to get their grubby little hands on it. Yeah. Make a choke on that. You don't want your kids to choke on your meat. Right. Now I recommend uh, if you're at the in-laws house, probably rest your meat uh, 
Well, just don't wear your meat next to, like, say, your mother-in-law's or father-in-law's meat, because that'd be weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Homer does the popcorn dance. Marge happily joins in, and uh, their chant goes from to wish for no kernels. And again, if they would have done it on the stovetop, they wouldn't have that issue. Uh, Bart reaches over and turns off the microwave, which is very rude, and interrupts. Oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna interrupt yeah. you. Okay. Even though, yeah, if you're like anti-microwave popcorn, still let that thing cook all the way, right? For sure. You can't stop popcorn mid-pop, hmm. like in a microwave. Because once it's it's like the opposite of Pringles. Because once you stop, you can't pop. Right. Because uh, it just gets it never it never works out. <sighs> Stupid Bart. Hope he gets what's due. Yeah. Because uh, he's interrupting Homer's favorite show because he wants to beg his parents for a pair of Supreme Caliphate 2s. Because if he doesn't have them, he's a nobody. And uh, Marge reminds him that he's a somebody in their house. But uh, Homer urges her not to lie. <laughs> uh, Bart has never wanted a piece of clothing before in his life. He just wants to be a nudist, apparently. That's right. If Homer buys the sneakers, it'll replace the 10 years of second-rate parenting in Bart's size. It would have been funny if he said, like, uh, replace uh, 33 years of parenting. Yeah. Uh, Marge then feels that Homie should take the offer, and uh, Homer vows to get the pants or the video game that Bart wants. <laughs> so Homer's just, like, not paying attention. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Homer and Lisa head to Orion Hughes' new store located in the former Packing Peanuts District. Features such uh, hip businesses as... Ramen Coma. Satirical Cardigans. Luigi's Pizza and Ramen. Famous Deli No One Likes. <laughs> Art Gallery with three question marks. Sarcastic Golfware. $1,000 Glasses. Cynical Tennis Shorts. And Out of Place Chinese Restaurant. I think this is a pretty good uh, view of many gentrified areas, right? Yeah, there's a lot of neighborhoods that used to be like industry districts that are now like hipster little population. In Portland, we have the Pearl District, uh, which is uh, used to be the home of like a brewery, Henry Weinhardt's to be specific. And then it became like this hip shop. And now there's even a store called Tactics, which is a uh, skate shoe store, which has lines down the block when a new shoe releases. So it's very uh, appropriate. I was just going to say the uh, out of place Chinese restaurant, because you'll still see like yeah. that Chinese restaurant from the 80s that's still there. And like they yeah. didn't want to sell their land. So there's nothing they, that the developers could do about it. Yeah. And you look in the in the window and you see a kid doing homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How you know it's a good Chinese restaurant. Right. Um, and they, But they also have a lounge, too. And yeah. the parking lot's always full, but it's for the lounge. And it's all old middle-aged white men drinking rum and Cokes. Playing video poker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the ramen. There's like so many ramen places like down, to, you know, just in general. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that Luigi's Pizza and ramen. <laughs> I mean, that would be a good date spot because like, let's say you want to slice a pie and your date wants a nice bowl of uh, shoyu ramen. It's pretty nice. And what if they combine them both? What if they have like pizza ramen? It's got like pepperonis and no, mushrooms. That, that does not sound bad, honestly. <laughs> but what, what would your cheese be, though? Oh, yeah, I mean, there isn't a lot of cheese in uh, no, there's most, no cheese in ramen. most uh, Japanese culture. No, but uh, you could, you know, do like you could do a French onion ramen, which I think would be delicious. Although like, I was, yeah, it's not really pizza, but you wanted the cheese in there. So if let's just say no cheese. Let's just say the noodles. Yeah, with um, I'll give pepperoni, mushrooms, olives, onions, bell pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah salami yeah diced up maybe ham too yeah and you know and jalapeno of course of course you know some vietnamese restaurants uh with their pho 
give like this like savory donut thing, which almost looks like a crust of a pizza. Okay. And you can dip it in the soup and it gets all nice and chewy. So that would work well. Can you, put, can you put tomatoes in there too? I think that could work. Maybe like the cherry, be too weird. cherry cherry tomatoes. Oh yeah, cherry tomatoes, like a blistered cherry tomato. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound bad, honestly. I'm just making pizza ramen. So you just have to think of the broth. Yeah. All right, Steve. Um, I'm gonna hire you to be the new ramen chef at my new ramen restaurant, uh satirical ramen out of place oh. deli. The uh, famous deli no one likes. Yeah, Is that a know. reference to something? Yeah, I mean, there's always like uh like a very like cherished deli that nobody really goes to, but everyone respects for some reason. Because it's been around since the yeah. war. Like there's one in Del uh, in LA. Is that Cantor's or is that the one in New York? Anyway, there's a deli in LA that I think it's Cantor's in LA. Yeah. Yeah, people love, but also nobody in LA eats a sandwich because it's so carby. Like an earlier Kirby enthusiasm episode when is he, does he go to Cantor's or is it just a di- random deli that layers? No, I think it might actually like, be Cantor's. Yeah. Like white fish, sable, and capers, uh, cream yeah. cheese. <laughs> Sounds really gross. Yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about sandwiches and we're not talking about uh, career enthusiasm. Nope. We're talking about The Simpsons and uh, and this part of town. So what else does this part of town have to offer? Why, why don't we ask a Simpson themselves? Let's ask o- little Lisa. Oh, I thought it was going to be OJ. Oh, no. This street is so cool. Art galleries, beard-only barber shops, and a weird store that only sells a single action figure. How do they survive? Hmm? Oh, look at this line. Can't even see those guys. Gonna be stuck here all day with the nose ring brigade. In that case, I'm gonna check out this Hasidic surfwear shop. Okay, Homer, you can do this. You waited in line overnight for Krusty's new fried chicken sandwich, and it was the best decision of your life. I will get Bart those shoes. I like uh, Lisa's uh, mention of a shop with one one action figure in it because I've seen like galleries like that that have like one or two things. Just how how do they how do they get by? And the action figure is not even in its box. I know it's open. It doesn't even look like an action figure. It just looks like a statue. It's like an NFT. Uh, no fun toy. Yeah. Nice fucking tits. Uh, what? I don't know. I you something a, else? I want to make a bad t-shirt that says, yeah, I like NFTs. Nice fucking tits. You know, you know Spencer's has that right now. Go to your local I'm mall. sure they do. <laughs> Next to the or FBI. Or nice fucking testicles if you want to be <laughs> for the men. Do we have to use the F word, Steve? Sorry. Nice about, f- fancy testicles. I was going to say nice fancy testicles. <laughs> and nice fancy a tits. monocle on them. <laughs> I also like how like just the giddiness of Lisa, like she's mm-hmm. just been like wanting to hang out. Just happy to get <laughs> out of the house. It's culture, you know. She wants yeah. to be in a few years. She's gonna be one of these hipster douches, right? Oh yeah. I like that little meta joke of Homer, you know, when it was panning to show the all the people in the line and the 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 people on the side of the building. He's like, you can't even see those people. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of funny. So the following morning, uh, Homer pulls uh, on Bart's blanket, causing him to fall out of bed. Uh, as he opens his eyes, Bart finds a brand new pair of Supremes. That's right. In front of him, Homer waited through rain, sun, and the death of his phone battery from watching supercuts of boating accident videos just to get Bart those shoes. And then Bart says he finally loves them. And it's the best kind of love, Steve, because it's bot love. Aw, that's sweet. I was going to ask, did you ever, uh, I know this whole shoe culture, oh. I mean, it's been around since, you know, we were kids. Yeah. But did you ever have to, was there a shoe that you had to do? What I'm trying to say is, did you have to get Air Jordans? And I, did, did we ever talk about this? I don't think so, but I know I've never really been much of a sneakerhead. Um, 
I, I, I know as a kid, I really wanted a pair of Air Jordans because we had them. Yep. And, and my parents bought me like the Air Force Max or uh, they're still Nikes and they're still Jordans, but they're like the cheapest possible. Yeah, I had a pair of those Air Jordans. So like they're not for basketball. They're for like hiking or whatever. I remember, well, I remember one year I had. Yeah, it was like for some reason there was like a, not a knockoff brand, but yeah, it was like not the actual model of the Jordans. It was right like for just for kids pretty much. Right. Mm hmm. And parents not wanting to spend like a hundred bucks on shoes. Yeah. But then I think finally one year I did get Jordans. I want to say it was like Air Jordans eight or seven. Mm -hmm. And look how well my basketball game went. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I did wear when I played basketball. Here comes a shack attack. Yeah. I also always wanted Reebok pumps when I was a kid. I never got those. Yeah. I had, I had a pair of pumps, but they were not Reebok. They were <laughs> LA Knights, Re maybe. Oh, LA Knights. God. You're just like jogging back all these like shoe memories. Yeah. LA Knights. <laughs> these don't exist anymore. No. I mean, Reebok does. Yeah. But... I used to really like Airwalks before they got bought out by Payless. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of like Converse too. Like, yeah. If you have like an original pair of American made ones, mm -hmm. they're actually comfortable. Whereas like the new stuff, you know, when we, when oh, Converse man. went overseas, I don't know. Yeah. I literally can't wear Converse anymore. Uh -uh. I still have a pair of American made Converse in my closet. Very so nice. for you shoe heads out there, don't rob me. It's funny that we're talking about shoes because the Simpsons have uh, gotten together with every shoe company to make their own <laughs> line of shoes. Uh, there is Adidas. There is a Nike. And I'm a Vans guy myself. And I do have a pair of custom Simpsons Vans, which make me happy. That's good. Yeah, I, I'll see just like any property has like a style based on like I, I just saw on Twitter, like a Ghostbuster inspired shoe. And there's been oh, a yeah. bunch of those. Mm -hmm. And I bought them all. <laughs> Can't wait for uh, the Red Shoe Diaries ones to make shoes. <laughs> it features partial nudity. <laughs> An early start for David Duchovny. That's right. <laughs> so have you ever bought love, though? Yeah, of course. That's the only way people respect me, Steve, is you buy the love. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking more like sex work, but oh. that's, fine, that's fine, too. I was looking up junk removal services uh -huh. and uh, it's kind of pricey. I'm like, I'm paying to get rid of my trash. But then I went to the uh, street corner because that's where street workers work. Sure. And I said, madam, how much do you charge an hour? And then she told me and I'm like, hmm, this is half. This is cheaper than junk remo removal service. Then I asked her, how's how strong is her back? She got a little weirded out, but she said, good. I'm like, can you lift large objects? And she's like, how large? Like very, you know, flirty. Uh -huh. And I said, oh, you know, a 70 incher. <laughs> it's like from, you know, the early 2000s. <laughs> it still used like rear projection. Oh, boy. She got a little confused when I said that. I'm like, just need it hauled out of my back, okay? Uh -huh. And then she said, I'm going to have to charge you extra. I'm like, okay, that's fine, because it was still cheaper than the junk removal services. And then right. I asked, uh, you have a truck, right? Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, so of course. I'm like, all right, well, just come to this address at uh, 8 in the morning, and we'll get down and dirty. <laughs> and then she showed up, and then we hauled the stuff. Very nice. Yeah. It's a very wholesome story, really. Yeah. And she's like, by the way, I know you were talking about junk removal. I'm like, I know. Yeah. And kids, you know. that's how I met your mother. <laughs> and see. 
So outside of the school, a group of excited kids wait outside, pumped to see the new sneakers. Bart steps out of his uh, steps out in his new kicks, and the mob of kids are stunned. Sherry O'Terry scream like teens seeing the Fab Four the, for the first time on the Ed Sullivan Show. Nelson needs to see those babies in action. What? Uh, like your reference to baby boomers. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. It was. I know. They were doing the scream from the Ed Sullivan show. But our which we were not old enough to see live. We're the last generation to know who Ed Sullivan is, right? That's true. Uh, do you remember a few weeks back, uh, there was on another podcast, Lauren Lapkus didn't know who Ed Sullivan was? Oh, she, yeah. I think it like was. five years younger than us. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So you should have said when uh, Sherry Terry screamed, like seeing uh, uh, K. What are they called? K pop? What's it? Yeah. Uh, behind the scenes. No, no, K. They're K called oh, BTS. Oh, that's yeah. what it means. Okay. Let me try it again. Like when Sherry or Terry saw got BTS on the TikTok. That's right. There. Now we connected with the youth. Right. Or when uh, they saw Machine Gun Kelly on Jimmy Fallon's show. You mean Jimmy Fallon on on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not the show. Yeah. People don't watch TV. TV's not cool. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, so Sherry Terry screams at them and ne- and uh, Nelson needs to see those babies in action. So uh, Bart goes to put said babies in action by performing a couple of skate tricks. And as he does so, he finds that the shoes are falling to pieces. Bart falls to the ground for the second time that day. And Milhouse checks out the pile of trash that were once Bart's shoes. These shoes are made from used band-aids and North Korean newspapers? My dad waited in line all day for these shoes and they're crap. I'm gonna go to that store and get his money back. <gasps> Dear leader announces wheat quotas exceeded yet again. Yeah! I thought that last bit just reminds me of old school Simpsons of <laughs> the kids just like cheering for no reason. Like, doesn't make any sense. No. But it's that such a classic Simpsons joke. It's also that impressive that uh, Nelson can read Korean. True. Oh, wow. I never think of that. <laughs> That's why Martin's there standing so impressed. He's like, wow. Oh, wow. So that Martin's getting a little attraction to the brains on Nelson. Yeah. You would think Bart would know that uh, Homer probably just bought counterfeit. But the fact that he thinks Homer bought uh, the real deal and that this is real. Uh, good on uh, Bart and believing in his dad, even though. Yeah, he had some faith in him. Yeah, exactly. Good old faithful hearted Bart, we like to call him. That's right. So we go to the uh, Springfield nuclear power plant. And uh, there's an alarm blaring, but Homer's just, you know, sleeping, right? His phone text alerts him. So that wakes him up because he can hear that. (laughs) Um, You know, it's important to to, to look at your phones. Yeah. For text. (laughs) Anyways, uh, it's Bart. He's uh, informing Homer that his shoes fell apart and that he's going to go return them to the store for a refund. But Homer's scared that uh, Bart will find out the truth, the awful truth, Steve. And then we are going to find the awful truth right now as he flashes back. Oh, boy. In time. So hot. No shade. Maybe this guy will let me sit under his flat-brimmed baseball hat? Hmm. Homer J. Simpsons. The line-standing legend himself. Hey, Mike Quagman, how's it clanging? Where's your food truck? Somebody pushed it off a bridge, but don't worry. I had a good reason. And now I got an even better business, selling those limited edition sneakers. You want a pair? Oh my God, my kid's begging for these. How much do I owe you? You owe me? How much did the pilgrims owe the Statue of Liberty? How much does Hot Dog owe a mustard? For you? These are on the house. Oh, thank you so much. Don't worry about it. 
These aren't real Supremes anyway. What? They're fake? Oh, but I promised my son the real ones. Who, Bart? Huh? That bed wedding nobody? He won't be able to tell the difference. Kids today aren't like you and me. They're dumb because of phones or whatever. Uh, our next other guest star, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. I still like how he just looks like 90s Michael Rappaport, <laughs> the caricature. Yeah. And some of the, his, his lines, like calling Bart a loser in front of his dad, this is kind of funny. A bedwetting loser. Bedwetting loser. <laughs> what do the, uh, the pilgrims owe the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. Let's say nothing. Um, what does hot dog owe mustard? mustard. A little bit. <laughs> Just for my personal opinion. Homer asked him about his uh, food cart. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, just love the line. Uh, someone uh, pushed it over a bridge, but don't worry. I had a good reason. Yeah. It's really good wordplay. <laughs> He's committing insurance fraud. <laughs> so yeah, Michael Mike Wegman is played by Michael Rappaport, who was an originally uh, an intern at the Sp- uh, Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. And Homer became his mentor, causing him to uh, start his own pizza food truck called Mike Slices. He's 35, he has a wife named Maureen, and a daughter, Patrick Ewing Wigman, and he first appeared in the second episode of the 31st season, Go Big or Go Homer, which aired in October of 2019, and he's been in several episodes since then, but this is his second time speaking, and as we mentioned, it was voiced by Malcolm Rappaport, and uh, yesterday, when, the, when this episode aired, it was his birthday, and he turned to, uh, 52. 12. Uh, all right, welcome to the show, Michael. That's you, right. You'd probably make fun of us. I feel like you would. You Spartan. fucking guy. <laughs> do you follow him on twitter oh I, I should actually i don't i don't i i just i'll see his retweets of his videos where he just gets mad and yells yeah it was fun during the trump era yeah it's he's an interesting character because he's kind of like I, he's on howard stern and he's kind of made himself a, a character on that show right and uh because he'll call in all the time because he's part of their fantasy football league but he he but he treats his appearance on the stern show i mean he he's a character like mm-hmm. you know how like you're like when you think of howard stern you think of more like real people yeah and like when the celebrities come on they're being themselves but no he's still like michael rapaport a character you know what i'm trying to explain oh yeah yeah he's kind of almost doing a parody of himself yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. i feel like that in general is what he's become yeah a care like like gilbert godfrey yeah kind of like s- s- settled himself with that voice and so anytime you see him in public and even when he does his podcast he still has to be gilbert godfrey yeah but it's interesting because like sometimes i'll listen to his podcast and he'll drop that shticky voice for a little bit if he gets like serious and there's like you know someone talks mm-hmm. about something and he can just go back to those old SNLs that he was oh, like, yeah. that he was on. Like he doesn't do his Gilbert Godfrey shtick. Right. He just kind of has like a Seinfeld voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Homer is happy to get the shoes and even happier to be getting away with something. Michael goes to work trying to sell his counterfeit shoes to the freak show around uh, around them by insulting their dumb hats. <laughs> now Homer then skips the shoe line, which features a uh, hypnotherapist Sage and stage director Lewin Lewin Sinclair. Anyways, he gets into another line, and this one. It's for Krusty Burger's new wet and salty fried chicken sandwich. <laughs> and Steve here on the podcast, I get inspired by food. So I, I went and made a wet and salty fried chicken sandwich for you to try. Okay. And uh, hold on. Let me dip it in the wet part. <laughs> now here you go. Hmm. I'll say that it's uh, the sodium level is a little high, but it's balanced out by the moisture factor. So it, at the end of the day, it truly is a wet and salty sandwich, but I'm not mad at it because it's still fried chicken. I'm going to give it a B plus. Well, I made it with using a horse meat instead of chicken. Okay. 
And then I uh, murdered four blue whales. Wow. Six humpback whales. It's 10 whales all day. <laughs> yeah. And I ground them up in my uh, kitchen aid. A very big kitchen aid. <laughs> and then I battered your horse meat with the meat of the whales. Sure. So you made a whale crust. <laughs> yeah. Horse meat sandwich. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh salty because oh um because i just fed the salt licks to the horse and then i put the horse in a salt bath right and the whales of course are from the ocean which is oh they are that's right salty as well (laughs) for the rest i have the chick can there's a can at the end i used a i bought a bunch of ken jennings books ground those up (laughs) and uh they're like in there too i did taste a little smarter after i uh (laughs) tasted a little smarter (laughs) that mean it's a new thing I taste smart. That's how intelligent I am now. <laughs> I can be smart through other through other senses. I smell more cultural. This is like the worst superhero. Yeah. He has misophonia and that's it. I feel colors. <laughs> Laura All can right. see colors through. <laughs> Good. I can too. I mean, she sees numbers as colors. I don't know. Like uh, six is green or something. Pretty much. Yeah. She has a whole lineup. Anyway. <laughs> As Homer looks at the leftover packaging from his crusty burger meal, he texts Bart to prevent him from returning the speakers. He quickly types out no, 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 but it autocorrects to on, 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 which uh, Bart mistakes for encouragement. So as he enters the Supreme store, Bart uh, live streams the return of the shoes. Unfortunately, he's not the only one live streaming. Bart Simpson here about to clown some fools who sold me some crappy sneakers. These shoes are trash. I want my money back. Um, real Caliphate 2s aren't made from garbage. They're vegan leather made from upcycled recycling bins. Wait, what? These are fakes. You're trying to return bootleg sneakers. You can't record me. I'm recording you. What up, Shauna Nation? As always, I'm Shauna. Look at this idiot trying to return a knockoff. Link in my bio to win free edible eyeshadow. They're not fake. My dad waited in line for these shoes and spent a lot of money, and Homer Simpson would never lie to his son just to get out of standing in line. (gasps) Oh, my God, he bought me fake shoes. Bart, don't return the shoes. This is just a dream. Wake up, Bart. Wake up. How could you? I will never be more embarrassed than I am right now. (gasps) We have underpants. You've ruined me. Please like and subscribe. I like how the joke of the clerk making fun of Bart because his shoes are made from garbage mm-hmm. and then goes on to pretty much say that Supremes are essentially just made from garbage. <laughs> right. Also, the phrase you can't bootleg shoes is funny because bootleg is yeah. the feet. Those are shoes and they go on the feet, the legs. <sighs> Man, uh, Bart Simpson became a Karen. Or not really. No, but he did go viral. Mm. Much like his father last week. Oh, yeah. They like to use modern technology on the Simpsons. That's right. With their tisk tisks and their two twos. Yep. Their instant lobbers and their face blob. Face blobbers. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Bart wasn't the only one live streaming because uh, the people who were live streaming his embarrassment include um, Sophia Krestovsky. Yep. We got members of the feminist musical collective known as Bossy Riot. Milo. Engineer. Uh, and, what? Oh, my engineer Milo. He works for the show. He wasn't on the show. Never mind. <laughs> um, we got Shauna. Kearney Jr., 
We have Julio. Strawberry. Uh, we got Ralph. Otto. And we got the Squeaky Boys team. He's cool. Yeah. And then there were some other people I didn't recognize. They might just be people that... There we are. People in masks? That's uh, Bossy Riot. Oh, okay. Sorry. There's just that's, a that's couple of random dudes who I don't quickly recognize, and they may have been in other episodes that we haven't got to yet. Oh, you don't recognize them, Steve? No. I paid $2,000 to animate ourselves in this episode. I slipped <laughs> it under the desk of Matt Selman and said, animate us. So you have two guys who look pretty much alike, both with um, soul patches, one wearing a beanie and a plaid shirt and long hair. That, that's and, you. Of course. And then there's you with uh, the hoodie. Oh, yeah. no, you're, you're the one with the hoodie. Sorry. Uh, okay, I'm yeah. There. Yeah, because of your iconic uh, earring and all that. Yeah, I, I did characters of us. Yeah, but you, you did good, Craig. All right. Money okay. well spent. That's how I spend my stimulus. Funny. You get a bumper sticker about that. Can we go to uh, Act Two, Steve? Alrighty. Uh, begins um, with Bart laying in bed, angry, looking at his cell phone. He's upset that Homer made him go viral, and there's even a GIF of Bart trying to hide the shame of his shoe store. And as I was saying earlier in the episode, uh, well, I feel like I've been tracking Bart's billboard or mm-hmm. bulletin board in his bedroom. Yeah. And uh, this time it's a mirror and not a built bulletin board. Interesting. Yeah. But he still has the picture of Homer or Marge holding baby Bart. So he still likes that. Wow. That's sweet. Anyways, I'll let you know more if we get to that. You should have your own uh, BBS online <laughs> for Bart's, Bart's, Bart's bulletin. Bart's, Bart's bulletin board. Yeah. Anyway, so that gif, right, about his dancing, it's uh, led to a TikTok dance craze called Pants Kids Shimmy. They have a fake TikTok on The Simpsons, but why do they? I think it's if they're just trying to reference something that way you're watching. Yeah. I've noticed they've been doing that more often where it used to be that they'd exclusively have their own fake technology, like the MyTube or the Mapple or whatever. Yeah. And it seems like more recently they're, they kind of blow the lines. The last week we had a lot of talk of TikTok and Instagrammer, but also sometimes they let it slip with Instagram or TikTok. And in this episode, it's all the actual thing that it is. Yeah. Tisk tisk. Piss talk. <laughs> Sounds like you said piss talk. I know it did. <laughs> Which I think as we talked about last week, it's another website. Yeah. Um, all right. So um everyone's doing that dance, Steve. Steve, do the pants kid shimmy. <laughs> I put that on your TikTok. Oh, good. <laughs> Get some hits. Anyways, uh, even one Lisa Simpson's doing that dance, Steve. Let's let's hear her do it. Let's watch her dance in audio form. Pants kid shimmy. Pants kid shimmy. Pants kids, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. This is so fun. <laughs> Son, I got you this apology card. The duck, you know, on the front, he thinks what I did was quackers, and maybe he's right. Don't ever talk to me again. Who was I thinking, trusting you to help me look cool? You're the least cool person who ever lived. <gasps> but that includes Urkel. You're bald. You own a bowling ball. You own truck nuts, but no truck. You've seen Tim Allen stand up multiple times. You still have a CD tower, and each one of your three kids is embarrassed by you in a different way. (laughs) You were born uncool, and every day for four decades, you've gotten less cool. I know I'm not exactly Stefan or Kel, but didn't you ever think your old man was a little cool? Never. Not one bit. Oh, no. I love, uh... (laughs) And Bart's like, and all of your kids are embarrassed by something you did. And just like Maggie's <laughs> like, huh? Yep. 
Also, I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, we're talking about old references and Homer mentions both Stephen Urkel and Stefan Urkel. <laughs> Stefan Urkel. Yes. I thought he says Stefan Urkel. I'm like, who's Stefan Urkel? <laughs> so he was saying Stephen Urkel. Okay. Yeah, the uh, Stephen Urkel's cool alter ego because he steps into a machine yeah. and becomes cool or sometimes a robot or sometimes a Bruce Lee. Yeah, the CD tower, Steve. I know. Steve, I, I don't have a CD tower, Steve. Just to let you know. I both think you were telling me. I also do not own a CD tower. I still have CDs, but just no tower. I don't even know. I think I might own like three CDs. Are they still just the uh, 90 day trial for AOL CDs? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then like a single of uh, the Mission Impossible theme from the first movie. <laughs> <sighs> I do miss going to music stores. Yeah, me too. It, it was always a fun time to spend too much money for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. How many at the most did you like of your height of CD collection? How much do you think you had? How many? 500. Really? Yeah. Somewhere around 500. Wow. I have wow. no idea where they went. I remember just taking back in the early 2000s or mid 2000s, just going to yeah. a place called Everyday Music. And did you ever come with me to sell CDs yeah. and DVDs? I'm sure I did. And I, I I probably made some money off of that. But, you know, it's always a little disappointing. And then, like, you can always get store credit. But that's kind of like not solving the problem. I swear, though, there was one time I went with a haul of all of my like VHSs and DVDs and CDs. And I only kept... I still have them. I only kept like my Beck and Ramones and Pixies collection. Mm -hmm. I think that was about it. I still have them. You know, I listen to them every day. Very good. <laughs> but like all the other CDs and all the other bands, like collections I had. But I think I remember walking away with like $300. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. And like 2007, maybe. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it won't buy you a tank of gas, but <laughs> $300. You could at least get a tablespoon. Hey, hey, hey. thanks, Joe. Not a political podcast. No, no, you say thanks, Brandon. Right? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> I know you have to say it, right? Ah, people are idiots. But now I got you on saying thank you, Brandon, so I can use it whenever I want. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, boy. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, anyway, back to the When episode. is Tucker Car Carson going to interview us? Oh, I'm sure it's only a matter of time. <laughs> the only guest he can get on the show. Yeah. Everyone else say, says no. Yeah. <laughs> We're the only ones who say yes. We got that Bobart lady. We got Joe Rogan. <laughs> and we have the Annoyed Grunt Boys. <laughs> what a show we got for you tonight. <laughs> Tucker Carlson Live. <sighs> I'm going to wear a bow tie just like him. <laughs> Do you still wear bow ties? Or is that, that was like earlier when he had that other show? Like, yeah, I think that was like back when he was like chilling with uh, uh, one racist guy. Uh, Adam Carolla. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could see them hanging out. No, who was? Uh, oh, is. Yeah, I forget. The cross Crossfire, right? That was the name yeah. of the show? Yeah, they had like all the flames and the marbles and stuff. Because <laughs> he was the conservative. And who was the, you said? Well, well, Pat uh, or Pat Buchanan was on Crossfire as well, but they were both on the conservative side. I, I thought, remember, well, maybe. wasn't there was supposed to be like a, yeah, because there was like a, been the liberal person. Yeah, because right? there was. Yeah, I just don't remember who it was because there was also Hannity and Combs and Alan Combs was kind of the more liberal person. Right. But I don't remember who was on Crossfire. And now there's the annoyed grunt boys. That's right. Who are we kidding? We're both super on the right. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> With our trucks and our nuts uh, and our nut guns and our for our trucks or truck nuts. Exactly. Yeah. I got a blue lives matter flag tattoo on my forearm. I love the Punisher for some reason. <laughs> What's your favorite issue? Uh, what? <laughs> 
the one where he uh, kills the guy. They haven't even they haven't even read a Punisher comic, and they haven't even seen the Punisher any of the movies. Yeah, they don't even know that Dolph Lundgren is no Thomas Jane. <laughs> Steve, I don't oh. even know if I've seen the Ghost Rider movies. I think I saw the first one. Wasn't the uh, Rob Schneider? I mean Roy Schneider, like in the yeah. first one. Was yeah. it the Thomas Jane one? I think so. Yeah. I don't think I saw the Nicolas Cage ones. I don't think I did either. Oh wait, <laughs> you're completing Cage. the two. Um, <laughs> the Ghost Rider all of a sudden. <laughs> they did team up a couple of times. Yeah, Ghost Rider and Punisher. So it's Thomas Jane. I, I wanted to watch the Netflix one, but I never did. I never got yeah. into the Netflix MCU movie or TV shows. Well, you can watch them all now on Disney Plus. Yay, Disney! We love you. Speaking of Disney, let's get back to The Simpsons. Okay. Uh, Homer falls into that CD tower that we mentioned 20 minutes ago and is surrounded <laughs> by an album by Rico Suave, Live, Judy Garland, and of course, his own Sadgasm. Uh, he oh, man, the- that's that's canon now. Yep, it's real. Oh, man, I'm disappointed. I know, because uh, he's a uh, he was a grunge star in the 90s. Now <laughs> Which now that, later. yeah, now that joke is David dated. Yeah. <laughs> What's grunge? Um... He then uses a steely What's dance. What's between CD. the fridge? Thanks, Marge. Anytime you need Marge tips, just ring the bell. <laughs> uh, so Homer uses a steely dance CD to wipe up his tears <laughs> when suddenly the doorbell rings. It's Orion Hughes there to speak to uh, Bart. Lisa tells the young trendsetter that the uh, that his critical critically maligned book of poetry was weirdly moving. Orion says that he he thought uh, writing poems would be hard, but it turns out it wasn't. Um, Mark recognizes Orion as the voice of the urban squid from the live action Finding Nemo. It's a nice little bit of like meta modern stuff. But I also like live action Finding Nemo. Like you know that actually they probably will do it. It'll be like yeah. the because uh, like the Lion King live action didn't work well because they would just look like animals that couldn't emote emotions through their eyes. Right. So weird so bart sees orion and he runs downstairs uh orion apologizes uh for the way the staff treated bart who's shocked that orion even knows who he is and then orion of course knows who he is he's the pants kid so he does the pants kid shimmy dance and uh, marge joins him because she see- saw him on uh ellen do it which uh that'll be dated soon because she's leaving the air right right because she's a garbage person yeah right garbage people yeah marge watches garbage things mm-hmm it's time uh, to make up the uh, for the mistake. Orion has brought up Bart uh, some of his free uh, slip supreme skatewear. Uh, there's some parkas and shoes, and most importantly, to Bart skateboards. So Bart and Orion then uh, hit the streets to uh, ride those skateboards. Bart's doing some pretty cool ollies. Is that what they're called? Yeah, the flips. Steve, you're a skater, right? Yeah, uh, some kick flips, some uh, Superman, some uh, uh, left, right, BA. <laughs> yeah, you only what? know from PlayStation <laughs> games. Tony Hawk. Yeah. Craig, let me ask you a random uh, question that is kind of related to this because I heard it on another show and it's really bo- bothering me. Whoa. Okay. In today's world, who is more popular, Tony Hawk or Avril Lavigne? To our age? To anybody, to people in general. I would honestly, I'd probably say Tony Hawk. Right. He's like the most iconic skateboarder in the world. Like he defines yeah. what skateboarding is. Avril and because Levine of his was a pop star for like five years. Yeah. I mean, she has her, you know, still has her fans, but it's not sure. like you see Avril is going to be on SNL's musical guest or even on like the late shows as musical guest, I guess. I right. Know. Maybe she does pop up. It's yeah. But... Because the real Avril Levine died. You know that, right? Yeah, of and course. Avril's been the replacement for the past like 15 years. Yeah. Melissa is her name. Melissa Levine. Yeah. No, her name is Adam. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. More talented than I thought. <laughs> um, but why? What? Who said this? 
it was on a, another podcast, uh, Never Not Funny, Jimmy Parta's podcast. And the question was posed, I think, by somebody's daughter or whatever. And they all said Avril Lavigne was more famous. Hmm. I just don't see how that's true. Like, I, I just assume, like, because do they still make those Tony Hawk skate games, right? I mean, they re-released them a couple of years ago, uh, the first two I feel on like, a PS4 or 5. Or maybe is it a gender thing? Is it more like, like boys would say Tony and then girls would say Avril? I thought about that, but I asked my wife, Laura. She said, hands down, Tony Hawk. Yeah. So I, I, I think Tony Hawk is the answer. But listeners, if you think one or one or is more popular than the other, let us know. Yeah. Well, let's take Jimmy Pardo's podcast. He's only been doing it for a couple of years. Let's just take That's his right. bit. Yeah. Let's do it in terms of Simpsons. Homer Simpson or Kanye West? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like... Or the Kardashians. Oh. I still feel like Homer's the winner. Like, I feel like there are uh, certain people who know that a Kardashian is a Kardashian, but they might not be able to know which one is which. And The Simpsons is, like, worldly beloved. Yeah. Because it's animated. Um, It doesn't matter about the voices in their country because they have their own language and their own voice actors. So to them, that's The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us your favorite language, The Simpsons speaking. (laughs) Uh, anyways, uh, let's get back to the Simpsons. I think we're gonna get a clip here because um, as Bart and Orion are skating, Orion, uh, don't th- he doesn't really want to show off his skate skills, Steve. Huh, weird. Grab a board. Show me what you got. Uh, I'd love to, of course, but the thing is, I have a deal with Slim Jim. I can't skate unless I'm holding a Dr Pepper salami twister. Come on, just ollie off the curb. Ollie? Oh yeah, that's the move where you throw it. Right? Uh, Ollie! <gasps> you own a skatewear company and you don't know how to skate? <laughs> Please don't tell anyone. Hey, dude, no worries. You know what? I can teach you to skate. But what if I'm not instantly amazing at it? I've heard that can happen. Okay, feet on the board, bend your knees, find your center. <gasps> See? You're doing it! I'm doing it! I- I'm authentic! No one's ever been this real! Don't fall down! What's falling down? Kill! Uh, oh, that, that's my blood. I've never seen it before. So cool. Let's go again. That was nice of Bart to teach uh, Orion how to skate. Bart's just doing it for the fame. Yeah. He's using them. <laughs> so as the boys skate, the rest of the family enjoy a meal of hard shell taco. Homer requests uh, some guacamole, adding hashtag guac attack and hashtag new chips on the guac. Marge comments on how often Homer's been hashtagging lately, and Lisa points out that uh, how futile it is to chase coolness as it is arbitrary and constantly changing. Homer says that he used to want to be with it. Cool, that is. Then he uh, takes a bite of his taco, and it explodes all over his face. Marge explains to her that you have to eat from the bottom, and then she takes a, t- a dainty little bite, and her taco still blasts all over her. She angrily <laughs> asks why she keeps on buying hard-shell tacos. So Lisa uses a uh, fork and knife to eat her taco, but even her vegetarian taco isn't safe because she's also covered in taco fixings. Did yeah. I mention on the podcast a couple weeks ago that my dad would get yep. just irate about taco spilling all over him? <laughs> yep. So that scene made me laugh. That is pretty good. But it's it's so true because I, I'm not a hard-shell taco guy. Yeah. And they are pointless. Yeah. I think the only ones I'll eat are the jack-in-the-box one, but that's because they deep fry it so they're soggy. Right. For authentic Mexican food, go to jack-in-the-box. There you go. I just thought this whole scene was really funny. Just the exploding it talk. It's so violently exploding too. Yeah. <laughs> I you know what? Also, I bet they're eating uh I bet Marge made 
use uh, like Morningstar fake meat to make the tacos. Yeah, that's probably true because Homer probably wouldn't notice. No. Because you can't tell. No, you can't. Because it's Especially just taco seasoning. taco seasoning. It's the texture. That's all. Yeah, they're delicious. I, I That's usually what we do at our house. It's super simple. It takes It's fast. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's no point. Yeah. So that's why I, 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 that's my... Uh, Thing. Also, I think it's just weird that they're sitting eat, sitting eating tacos. I don't know. Tacos at the dinner table seems weird to me for some reason. I understand what you're saying. That seems like more of a TV food. Like. It's a TV food. But you also go to like a Mexican restaurant, sit down and eat tacos. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, Taco Tuesday, you have tacos, I guess. Yeah. How do you know it's Tuesday at the Simpsons? Because uh, the way time passes, it always starts on Sunday every episode. And it's been a couple days. So here we are. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, Homer depressed. Uh, decides to head over to Moe's, but Marsh tells him to put on some clean shirt shirt before he can make it into his. Uh, <clears throat> but Marsh tells him to put on a clean shirt. But before he can make it upstairs to the bedroom to change, he's checking over that supreme swag that Orion left behind. So he decides to open the chest up and puts on a purple and brown plaid hoodie and steps outside, where uh, once again runs into uh, Michael Rappaport or Michael Wigman. Homer, check it out. I'm selling premium Wagyu-style steaks. The 72-month subscription plan, it comes with a genuine landline phone. I'm too depressed to figure out what you're saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a supreme hoodie. And that ain't even a knockoff like these donkey steaks. I gotta post this. Whoa, someone posted a picture of me. And it's not for falling down an escalator or yelling at a parking meter. Which means I must be cool. Yes, you are now cool. I've been liked. Someone enjoyed looking at me. Finally, I know how it feels to be stylish. To be loved for my appearance instead of judged for my actions. (gasps) This is why people own more than one outfit. Thank you, Mike Wickman. So, again, speaking of my dad... Mike was carrying a, a cooler full of meat. My dad, for a little while, sold meat door to door. Wasn't that like later in his life too? Not like. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. No, I meant I like was, like at, like you you were older. Like all the kids had moved out. Like that. So right. I was like ten or eleven. Oh, okay. But, I was thinking something else then. Yeah, no, that was when he sold the shoes. Oh, the okay. <laughs> but no, he'd drive around neighborhoods with a a, a Toyota pickup truck and a cooler in the back. Or a freezer in the back, you know, like a garage freezer. Right. And it would have steaks in there. He'd sell them to uh, drug dealers and gypsies. Uh, Steve, go watch uh, uh, Big Fish right now. I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Homer and Mike share a hug. And uh, Bart and Orion bond as well as they watch ball, uh, Bart fall from a 540 flip, landing directly onto his ear. And despite having a slight slur, Bart's recovering okay. Uh, Orion tells Bart that having a movie star dad is rough. He uh, doesn't get to hang out with regular kids. And then when he's chilling with Bart, Orion can relax without having to redefine his generation's notion of relaxation. He tells Bart uh, he envies him, which Bart knows is just a thing that rich people tell poor people so they feel less guilty (laughs) about being rich. Funny because it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orion agrees, but uh, this time it he means it. So Bart helped him bleed. So uh, he wants to return the favor by making Bart bleed. Oh. We then go to Bart's bedroom. And Bart shuts the, the blinds and the door unlocks it. He plays romantic music and lights some candles. God. Wait, what? What episode was I watching? <laughs> Actually, like a pretty good episode to me. <laughs> yeah, well, kids and vodka. Yow. <laughs> uh, but really, what happens, Steve, is um, 
or Orion wants to uh, he wants to return the favor by designing Bart a new shoe in his honor. Bart's excited to design a shoe that his only his friends will buy, but Orion tells them Bart that uh, his shoes will be the only ones his friends will want to buy, but can't because so few will be made. So Bart thinks this is uh, even cooler. And then on the other side of town, Homer steps into Moe's decked out in some Slipreme gear, uh, much to the confusion of his fellow bar chums. What the hell are you wearing? I know what it is. A hobo was murdered at a rave, and Homer's going undercover to find the killer. Nah, nah, nah. He drove a motorcycle through the clothesline of a bi-curious farmer. <laughs> I was once like you, wearing clothes I bought at the gas station or found at the beach. But I've learned something. When you wear crazy clothes you don't understand, you're not you anymore. You're someone better. Oh my god, I'm beautiful. Well, look at me, I'm a real hep cat. And <laughs> not just because I got hep C, A, and T, which uh, I, I do got those. We must tell all middle-aged men that they need not grow old. Look how stylish they all are. I know. <laughs> With their loud nuts. I like uh, Moe's line about having hepatitis <laughs> C-A-N-T. <laughs> I like how um, they're deciding what, what Homer, why he's wearing that. It's just like, was it Lenny? <laughs> Killed a hobo at a rave. He's trying to solve the case by becoming one. <laughs> I want to watch that episode now. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, this show is all about like fashion. And I think I of myself as kind of a fashionable person, but uh I tend to go for more of a uniform. So like all this wild clothing, like I am the opposite of Homer myself. No, I'm the same way. And so we were when we were hanging out or what last week, we, talk, we were kind of talking about how we only like wear the same five things. So why do we have closet full of clothes? Yeah. I need to just get rid of all my clothes that I don't wear. I just, they just hang in a closet. They're taking up space. And what do they do? Nothing. Right. Nothing for nobody. They don't cook food. No, they don't wash dishes. Uh, -uh. They just taking up valuable real estate. That's right. I could put other clothes that I'd rather wear. Right. Until you decide not to wear those. And then, then the cycle begins anew. Turn the closet into a cool uh, podcasting studio. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ticket. Yeah. Because so. we're still waiting for those uh, Amish to build our podcasting bar, and they still haven't yeah. got to it yet. Come on, guys. To our Amish listeners. Do? I know. Uh. You're too busy scrolling on your TikToks. And your meta faces. Uh, so Homer and his crew then head to the Grill Brush Depot, where they find Principal Skinner, Comic Book Guy, Wiggum, Chalmers, and Professor Frink, who all receive Supreme Makeovers. Supreme It's makeover. hard to say the Supreme because you just want to say Supreme. Exactly. Yeah, it never works. I never got used to it. If you're Supreme, if your Supreme slips while sl slurring the the Supreme brand parody, it's okay. Right. So I just keep on thinking of Diana Ross every time. Yes. <laughs> um, meanwhile, it's Does she slip a lot. Yeah, she's she's very clumsy. Was there ever like did she ever like slip on stage during a, a show and like a reporter's like Diana Ross and better call maybe call them the slip reams because she suffered injury this week and she <laughs> right. slipped and fell off. Still in the coma, and we'll get back to you at eleven. All because Donovan ate that banana on stage. Truly wasn't a mellow yellow. Uh, so, meanwhile, at Slipreme HQ, Orion shows Bart around. He wants to design a sneaker that will change sneaker culture forever, which in the shoe business is about one week. So the boys decide to use Bart's treehouse as a design lab. 
missing the chalkboard from school, Bart uses his uh, whiteboard <laughs> to mock up a show, a shoe with uh, dragon wings, ominous size, sharp claws, and rockets. It's a very like fun kid drawing yeah. of the coolest shoe. Orion looks at Bart's drawing and then erases it. He then outlines Bart's uh, spiky hair, and that becomes the top of the sneaker. Bart then pushes Orion on a skateboard into a pyramid of pink hands, and the paint lands on the shoe and resembles Bart's color palette of yellow, blue, and red. So it was the joke that they wanted to, you know, make it wacky, random colors just splatter everywhere, but the obvious <laughs> yeah. choice was just do the Bart color palette. <laughs> right. Just use the three primary colors. That's good. I really want a pair of those shoes now. I'm not a shoe culture guy, but now I might be. Yeah. Well, maybe we should get in the shoe business, the Simpson shoe business. There's no business like shoe business. All right. So the Bartman one shoe is here. And he finally gives Bart's life some meaning. And also it comes with a sticker in the box. Cool. It's kind of like when you get an iPhone. Yeah. They just give you the Apple sticker. Like, neat. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Put on you, the still say, yeah you still say neat. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine's in my junk drawer. Like all of them are in the junk drawer. Yeah, I have like a collection of Apple stickers and van stickers that I'm never going to put on anything. Let's declutter our houses, Steve. It's going to turn into a Marie Kondo podcast. Remember her back in the pandemic days? Yeah. Early pandemic. That's what everyone was watching. Mm -hmm. Her and the Tiger King. Yeah. Still making that show too. Tiger King? Yeah, they're making the Kate McKinnon oh. one. Oh, yeah. It's like, like I guess I didn't really need to do that. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. So... Orion preps Bart for the shoe release party happening on, on the following Sunday. It'll have everything, the right music, the right influencers, and everyone there will be young, cool, and beautiful. Ooh. But the just thing, just then, the most horrible thing that could ever happen happens. No. Excuse me, uh, do you have this in a large? You're buying that for yourself? But old people don't know about my clothes. Unless... Oh no, they're here. The middle-aged... The uncool! This is a nightmare! My brand's been discovered by... Dads! I'm wearing this to the club! The Bridge Club! It's like Ed Hardy all over again. Who the heck is Ed Hardy? Ed Hardy was a California tattoo artist whose unique designs were the epitome of cool. But then, one terrible day, a newly divorced dad wanted to see Younger on his dating profile. He bought a sleeveless tee in XXL and then posted the picture. Young people saw old people wearing the brand, and weeks later, a $700 million empire was sold for scrap. Stupid old losers. Uh, Steve, remember when you used to always wear Ed Hardy? No. Okay. <sighs> I feel like we dodged the Ed Hardy bullet just barely. Like we're like a year behind. It, but Ed it looks Hardy's. like douchey from the get go. But that's what. But that's what he's trying to explain. Was like it was cool. Like you're just living in Southern California. Yeah. But all of a sudden, when it gets into the suburbs, that's not cool. Yeah. But I do like that image of the middle aged man there. <laughs> just all sad. One of my favorite things about being an adult. <laughs> is not having to care about being cool anymore. And you can eat all the candy you want. That's also true. Bedtime is whenever you want it to be. <laughs> and if you don't want to take a nap, you don't have to. But why would you not want to? I know. Naps are the best. Sleeping's the best. It is, yeah. That's why when you get older, it's the greatest thing. So that's why like death is the greatest gift. That's true. Because it's eternal sleep. It's all you got to do. You got to sleep. Nothing else. It's the best. So speaking of death, uh, Orion is concerned that Slipcream is going to die. But Bart knows they'll think of something. 
After all, they're two of the coolest kids in the world, right? They designed a sneaker. Uh, that's cool, isn't it? But, you know, sadly, the boys aren't even sure anymore. And so Kirk Van Houten, in a leather jacket with a flaming skull and a beanie featuring uh, Poochie, uh, walks out of the dressing room to ask Bart to thank his father for introducing him to the look of the street. Bart realizes that Homer is the one who caused all the dads to dress up, and he may be the one who can stop it. Is that a beanie? I thought it was like a chef's hat. Maybe. I couldn't really tell. Yeah, but you're probably right. It's a beanie. Why would they sell a chef hat? <laughs> I think we're just so used to beanies being folded up. Yeah. That, yeah. All right. So Bart rushes home to find Homer taking selfies with a ring light and the selfie stick, showing off his slip, slip, supreme happy little elves jacket. Uh, Homer <laughs> just wants to add his to his uh, lockbook. Bart wants him to stop dressing his zombie friends in the clothes of the living. Homer's got his own feelings on this. Never! Before I discovered streetwear, people, like my son, treated me like a dried-up old husk. Well, you know what I am now? A wet husk, full of juicy corn. Mmm, corn, Bart. You hear me? Mmm, corn. Ryan and I made something amazing together, and you're ruining it. <laughs> Too bad, because we're all going to your sneaker release party. Just because they RSVP doesn't mean they're actually coming. Wrong. My generation shows up to things. Oh, no. Is that our generation? Because technically we're like Homer's generation now. Right? Yeah. We do show up to things. Because I think apparently like you can just say kids these days will be like, yeah, I'll go. But they just don't show up. I'm like, oh, whatever. That's an option. I don't know. But that's what Homer's saying. That, yeah, oh, that's yeah. what Bart's saying. It's like people RSVP. But Homer... I know one of my favorite there. things is when you have plans and the other person cancels. Oh, That's yeah. Yeah, awesome. it is the greatest. Sorry, I didn't cancel going to the movies. <laughs> it's okay. Will you apologize too? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I didn't cancel. All right, maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's just do that now. Let's just say, uh, Steve, uh, Friday night, let's go to uh, let's go to the karaoke bar, all right? All right, sounds good. Uh, all right, I'll meet you there at 10 o'clock. All right, 10 o'clock it is. All right, cool. Can't wait to see you. You neither. We're gonna sing some songs. Yep. Drink Play some, some pool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe some... It's like the old days. Stay up yeah. to about two thirty. Uh huh. Get some Taco Bell on the way home. Yep. Yep. Sounds great. All right. See, see you then, buddy. See you Friday. Okay. All right. Uh, Craig. I'm sorry. I hate see to you do for this. For a couple of days. Okay. Oh wait. You have to build the. You have to build the uh, dread. Okay. Yeah. So on Thursday night, that's when you have to cancel the plans. Right. Or even fr Friday morning. Yeah, schedule yeah. like a eight o'clock text in the morning. Like, uh, I'm not feeling well. I'll have to cancel next time. Yeah. All right. So at this point, we're still going out Friday. Okay. Right. It's a plan. Okay. <laughs> Practicing my songs. Yeah. Polishing let's, my cue. Let's do an Ed Sheeran Taylor Swift uh, duet. Alrighty. I get to be Ed this time, Steve. Aww. <laughs> So at the release party of the uh, Bartman one, influencers take selfies in front of a brick wall that has been graffito tagged with the word Supreme. Bart rushes to Orion to warn him Homer told all of his loser friends to show up at the party. This causes Orion to freak out. Just then his father arrives, telling him that his aura has never looked less indigo. Orion tells his dad that there's nothing wrong. He's crushing it. He's got it on lock. So satisfied, Darius walks away. Bart uh, then learns from the Old Time Gazette, also known as Facebook, <laughs> Uh, that the dads are on their way. Ryan is continuing to freak out, but Bart knows who to call. Who do you think he's going to call, Steve? I assume Ghostbusters. I can't handle this, and my therapist is pitching a sitcom today, which I'm producing. <laughs> you said if I ever needed you, you'd come, no matter what. This is that call. Okie dokie. 
Want me to grab you some mini carrots and hummus? Yes. Listen up, people. For the first time in your horrible lives, you are not the lamest losers in the world. <laughs> so if any young person asks you what you do, say virtual marketing for a CBD massage oil startup. Now, everyone, take two precautionary Advil and let's live forever! Homer, stop it! Dads, halt! Let my shorty speak! Homer, this isn't who you are. You're right. It's better than who I am. This is the man I married. You call all deli meats baloney. You carry clippers on your keychain so you can cut your nails in line at the post office. You spent your stimulus check on funny bumper stickers about what you spent your stimulus check on. Back in the beginning of the clip, I feel that uh, Marge offering carrot sticks and hummus as a little snack and Bart mm-hmm. liking it. That's pretty good. Like, you know, not getting, giving him some junk food. Yeah. And he likes hummus and carrot sticks. Which is a nice snack. Yeah. You wouldn't think Bart would be into, into that? No. I also oh. think that it's sweet that uh, Marge has this kind of like constant like line. Like, if you ever need something, I'm the, yeah. I'll be there for you. It's very sweet. And I like how Bart, <laughs> she's just like, okie dokie. <laughs> Yeah, no questions asked. Mom saved the day. That's right. Since the day Marge first saw Homer moonwalk out of an Arby's, uh, he's always been comfortable with his own skin until now. She makes Homer look into his reflection and realizes that he looks ridiculous. He shouldn't be a sneaker release party. He should be at home making microwave popcorn, his favorite show. (laughs) Uh, He then tells his crew that they don't belong. He then points to the spotlight where the men should be, the Museum of Aviation History. Which is funny because when we were driving to the coast a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. we passed an aviation museum because we have a couple in Oregon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to go there. <laughs> I don't mean of- to keep on bringing in my dad, but I don't know which one it is, but he had a lifetime membership to one of them. Which which one of your dads? Yeah. <laughs> they have spaceships too, Steve. Ooh. They have one of them has a, like a big Boeing plane on the building. How do they land it there, Steve? I don't know. It's some sort of tomfoolery. <laughs> Yeah, they excitedly run over to see the exhibits such as uh, A Century of Flack, Sex from Above, Nose Art of the Pacific Theater, <laughs> and Parachutes of the Third Reich. Lenny's hyped to see the uh, cross-section of a real B-52. Can't believe they cut Fred Schneider in half. <laughs> I don't like that joke, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> So Wiggum is excited to watch an IMAX movie about the golden age of ballooning. And Chalmers can't, Chalmers can't wait to hear the audio tour by uh, Gary Sinise. <laughs> uh, the men took the daddy bait and Homer did the one thing that old people can't. He changed his mind. Wow. Homer apologizes saying he shouldn't wear skatewear because he doesn't like to ice skate. <laughs> he thought it was ice skate gear the whole time. What a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, so as Ralph walks out with a new pair of Bartman ones, Ralph is a big sneakerhead. Uh, Bart realizes that he never got a pair of his own shoes. Just then, Michael Wegman appears. He always appears in the right right time, uh, selling counterfeit versions of Bart's shoes. He brags that they're genuine knockoffs and that his dumb friends won't notice unless, you know, they look at them or wear them or do anything real close to them. <laughs> Bart puts on the fake shoes and thanks his father, admitting that sometimes he can be a little bit cool. Homer then offers his son a chicken sandwich. And as a headline for Krusty's new dry and sweet fried chicken sandwich, Bart's shoes once again fall apart. Dry and sweet fried chicken. It's uh, dry chicken covered in sugar. That sounds fine. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Well, that's the episode, right? Well, you'd think. What do you mean? Well, the credits start to roll. And, you know, we see that they're yellow. But still, there's this crazy-ass post-credits scene. Uh, Let's check it out. Dad, tonight was a close call. 
This party was almost not a cultural game changer. I hope you're not disappointed in me. Oh, you can never let me down, because I know exactly how you feel. Because you're me. No, Dad. I'm not you. And I'll never be you. <laughs> you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're me. A clone of me. Like this. You were created on the set of Duplicate Cop 1, which we filmed in a real cloning lab. I knew I could never love a child as much as I love myself, so I made another me. You. But how... but I... but... what? Didn't you ever wonder why you don't have a mother? Kinda. Orion, our cosmic connection is infinitely deeper than what a father feels for a son. I love you, me. I love you too, me. Hmm. Two badges, one mind. So does that mean in, that cloning exists in the Simpsons universe now? It does. And that Orion and Darius are the same. Well, Orion's a clone of Darius in real life of the Simpsons. Yeah. Well, I mean, so really is The weekend playing two characters. He's not. He's only right. playing one. It's true. We're taking back your two character card weekend. Yeah. And we're giving you back the uh, E in your name. Yes. So you actually be the weekend. And per lover boy, everyone's still working for you. Uh, that joke no, it's funny in my head. <laughs> like lover boy's like, like does when the weekend goes on tour, does he make the roadies play the uh that song? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's me. I'm the weekend. Everybody's working for me. All right. Uh is that that's like a reference to like Gemini Man, right? That movie. I, yeah, I think so. And I think or, that I don't know. I feel like Weekend just liked the concept of it and really wanted to do it. And they're like, yeah, sure, man. You uh, we'll put it at the end there. All right. Well, Steve, that was uh the episode. So uh why don't we do our usual thing by replenishing our bodily fluids or maybe get rid of our bodily fluids and then come back and uh tell the people, tell the world what we really thought of this episode. Ooh, sounds like a plan. We'll be right back. Everybody's working for the weekend. All right, Steve, we're back. Fantastic break. Like always, let's uh, wrap up this week's episode. Bart, the cool kid, under our usual spiel, which of course is uh, talking about something from this episode that could be branded and put on a product, which had a hard time trying to figure that out because there's nothing, no, no help yeah. in this episode at all for branded content. Is it branded content, not Brandon content? <laughs> Let's go Brandon content. So then we'll talk about our favorite jokes, maybe our va favorite uh, jokester or MBJ this episode, and some favorite scenes. Then we'll talk about what we thought about the episode. And then I guess we'll find out what we're watching next week. And then we go to bed. Sounds like a plan. All right, Steve, we'd like to start off with the merch. What do you got? There is quite a bit. You can do any any one of the uh, Supreme gear things. You could go with Bart's shoe, which is something that I'd probably think about buying anyway. It's a good looking shoe and I kind of want it. I feel like it's the obvious answer. But is it the right answer? It's a question I face with every day of my life. The right answer is the easiest answer. So I'm just going to go with a uh, Sadgasm t-shirt. I thought you would have got when they were talking about Ed Hardy, the lame dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like tattoo. <laughs> like That's pretty good, actually. Good. Uh, no, I'm going with, uh, I, I thought it was a chef's hat that uh, Kurt oh, McMahon yeah. is wearing. But you said it was a beanie, and I'm looking at it now. You're right, it is a beanie. <laughs> 
But no, I want a chef's hat though of Poochie the dog. <laughs> nice. Well, more, I have a more I have one more late Yeah, we do need more Poochie merchandise. But also, I want um, a tattoo of Homer's greeting card that says, "Oh yeah, what I did was quackers with the uh, duck on it." I forgot about that scene I didn't talk about. I just love the Dan's reading of that, like explaining the whole birthday card or the get well card yeah. to him. It's good. All right, there's our products. Also, speaking of that scene, we should break it down. The things that Homer does that are embarrassing and see if we actually fill any of that criteria. So I'm bald. So that's one. Uh, You own truck nuts, but you don't own a truck. Uh, Neither of us have that. So we're good. Right. Uh, You've seen Tim Allen stand up multiple times. I mean, maybe as a kid. Yeah. I feel like I've probably seen like one of his specials, but never live. But it was always, I might say like it was in the 90s and it was on Comedy Central. Right. You'll yeah, you'll if it's on, you'll probably sit and watch it. Yeah. Um, even though he's not a good person. You still have a CD tower? Uh no. And each one of your kids hates you in a different way. Yes. Okay. Anyway, back to the <laughs> back to the show. All right. Well, what about your favorite scene, favorite joke? Huh. Anything make you laugh, cry? Um eat pie. I mean, most things will make me eat pie. Uh, nothing making me cry these days, but uh, I did like Lisa's reading. This is a little weird, but Lisa's reading of mm-hmm. Pants Kid Shimmy. Yep. I thought that was very good. And um, even even her in the beginning describing the the new new area that used to be the peanut packing district. Yeah. Her reading this episode was, was great. And the that made my favorite uh, jokester, but it sounded like she was having a great time acting. I know. She didn't get a lot of scenes, but she made the most of what she had. Yeah. And, so yeah, she might be weirdly my MPJ. I also really like the exploding taco scene. That's my favorite scene. I was gonna yeah. say uh, it just just a silly joke of how hard shell tacos are the worst. Yeah, they're hard to eat. I also I enjoyed Michael Rappaport's performance. I mean, yep, he just kind of kept on showing up and doing the same thing that he always does. But I I liked it. Michael being Michael, yeah, I think we both kind of agree with the, the join the Lisa in this episode. Yeah, um, and I gotta say that uh, I guess let's just get in with our review. Sure. Um, I thought the weekend. I'm not really familiar with his music. I've seen him perform, you know, what on SNL and like the Super Bowl. That's about mm-hmm. it. I thought his voice acting was pretty good in this episode. Like as a kid, like he legit sounded like a, a kid actor. Yeah, that's true. Because he's put on a voice too. I'm assuming I think he does actually, have a, or does he have a falsetto? It's. I mean, his it very much sounds like Michael Jackson. Singing voice is more. It's yeah. more what? And I think that him doing. I think him doing Darius the father or the uncloned one was more of a stretch for his natural voice than the actual Orion character. I think that's more his natural voice. Oh, okay, that was kind of a creepy. <laughs> yeah, voice. exactly. <laughs> That's my so review. What are your thoughts uh, on the episode is, in by and large? Lately, the Simpsons new stuff has been going uh, kind of back to the classics storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot dealing with more like family, real family type issues again. I think, but we, we haven't had a Bart versus uh, Homer episode in a while, and that's what this is. It's a Bart hates his dad episode. You got to have one of these every season, right? Mm-hmm. I guess this is kind of like still a relatable issue. Even now, kids probably with the shoes and growing up and just trying to be cool. And we went through this, too. So it doesn't doesn't change. So this episode kind of has a very old feel to it. Probably my weakest of the episodes this year. Mm -hmm. I still think there is some good stuff. And then, of course, a weird ending where there's cloning involved. Yeah. (laughs) So if you had to give this a score. This was aired on uh, Michael Rappaport's 52nd birthday. So out of 52nd, out of 52 I'll give this episode uh, 40. Alrighty, 40 out of 52. That's a respectable score. I think that works. All right, Steve, what about you? Last week, when we were talking about that episode, I had a concern that the episode wouldn't stand the test of time, that it would feel very dated very soon. 
I don't feel that so much about that week's episode anymore, <laughs> but I do feel that about this week's episode. Well, the bones of the episode are pretty classic, you know, wanting to have the coolest new thing and wanting to fit in and that desire to be cool. All this feels very like of the moment, very flash in the pan, like even the fried chicken sandwich jokes, which at this point are a little, little old, but that's fine. I guess I struggle with who this episode is for. Like, as somebody who's childless and 40, I don't quite relate to Homer wanting to be like a cool dad wearing hip clothes. And when I see those people walking down the street, I kind of laugh at them because it's kind of sad. And I'm not sure if kids would really relate to this either, but I could be wrong. I think there's some solid jokes in here, but it didn't make me laugh out loud. And I agree with you that this is uh, the weakest of the season. Not a horrible episode, not unenjoyable, but it just felt like it was grasping itself to be cool. Like it was just kind of uh, doing a Mad Libs of what's cool these days. So we got fried chicken sandwiches. We got Supreme. We got Michael Rappaport. We got The Weeknd. We're cool. Um, Because all the kids are talking about Supreme shoes and Michael Rappaport. That's right. (laughs) It didn't quite resonate with me as much as I would like it to. But again, it's not a horrible episode. I like some of the jokes. I like making fun of people with the long brim baseball caps and trying to hide under the shadow. That's a funny joke. Uh, There's some good moments, but honestly, I think this might be a skip for me just because I don't know, it didn't like have any lasting relevance to my mind. So I'm looking here at uh, shopping and I see a Supreme pair of let's go with this Supreme and Louis Vuitton box red hooded sweatshirt. So it's a uh, hooded sweatshirt with the uh, Supreme logo in the middle and Louis Vuitton logos all over. And it comes in at a mere (laughs) $9,995 out of $9,995. I'm going to give this one of $4,727. So it's a bit lower score, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, it's worth checking out. I don't know that it's like required. uh, I almost said reading required watching though. No, we require you to read the script. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And that's why I was saying, like, I think this is probably my least favorite episode of the season, but that's, and again, it's not horrible, but right. It's just doesn't won't stand the test of time. I think it very much does feel like a season 15 episode. Exactly. Yeah. I'm even thinking about like to the early uh, stuff when Ned got the shoes, the enforcers. Oh yeah. And even though that is incredibly dated, and maybe it's just my nostalgic glasses doing their work, but that feels more lasting, more, more resonant than this one, but maybe I'm wrong. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And we're this group and like, I have no desire to, to look like that either. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, yeah, I guess Steve says for a skip, I say just watch it because it's the Simpsons. There you go. Nothing better to do. That's and right. for the delightful taco explosion and uh, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. All right, Steve, uh, let's go ahead and uh, find out what we're watching next week. How about that? Alrighty. So it looks like we have another new episode. The title of next week's episode is Pretty Whittle Liar. Pretty Whittle Liar. So Whittle is like baby talk little. Is that how it's spelled? It's uh, W-H-I-T-T-L-E. Oh, like Whittle, like whittling a stick to make a shiv. Yeah. So Pretty pretty Whittle, whittle liar. liar. Okay. Um, It's a Homer and Cletus episode where Homer and Cletus hang out because <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, I don't know why they're hanging out, but uh, Cletus lets his yak jawed slacker persona slip. Mm-hmm. It turns out uh, he's actually a rich billionaire and he's oh. just trying to live a simpler life because he embezzled so much money and uh, he, uh, he's from Russia too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, it turns out uh, he doesn't know how to whittle. <laughs> oh, no. 
All right, that's my story. Okay, so I had a pitch or a concept when I learned the title, and mine was that Brandine Spuckler was going to night school to become a vet tech, but she was embarrassed by her family learning that she's trying to get a higher education. So she lied and said that she was a prostitute or something, <laughs> but she witnessed a crime. And it's kind of like the one where Bart witnesses the, the waiter getting hit, but it's all about Brandine lying about where she was. That was my pitch. And but what is only really? The actual plot is Cletus discovers that his wife, Brandine, has been hiding a secret love of learning. That's all I have. <laughs> all right. So I might be right. I don't know. But I like yours, too. I think we'll just have to go with what they invented. OK. Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, directed by uh, Michael Frank Polchino and uh, written by Joel H. Cohen. All right. Well, go ahead and uh, watch that next week with us and then come back and we'll uh, discuss it. That's right. But you could also discuss The Simpsons on social media with us uh, at Instagram and Twitter at uh, 138Simpsons. And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, go to your favorite podcatching app and leave us five stars or the equivalent thereof. And uh, you don't need to write a real review. Just tell us the uh, fashion trend that you're always trying to get going. All right. Also, if you want to just leave us a voicemail, you can go into your podcasting app and scroll through the show notes. And there's a button there that can just leave us a message and feel free to do that. That's right. All right. For this week, I've been Annoyed Grunt Boy Craig. And I've been Annoyed Grunt Boy Steve. And remember, kids today aren't like you and me. They're dumb because of phones or whatever. You know what I am now? A wet husk full of juicy corn. Stupid old losers.